FBI whistleblower, the enemy within on Rumble and Salem now. In this exclusive interview, TPUSA sits down with former FBI special agent John Guandolo. This crucial conversation sheds light on the undiscussed network of jihadists and communists that have worked together to undermine America at its root for decades, from 9-11 to the Los, An to the Las Vegas shooting, to January 6th, the Mar-a-Lago raid, Ray Epps, and the NSA. John tells truths that American intelligence agencies have long sought to deprive every American citizen of. The most important battle being waged today is taking place within our intelligence agencies. The tyranny running rampant throughout the federal government cannot persist against the truth, which makes this a message they don't want you to hear. And also, AmFest, put on by TPUSA in Phoenix, Arizona, December 17th through the 20th, is coming up with guest speakers Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, the great Jack Posobiec, even Tim Pool as well. Come and hear and be with like-minded individuals. Use promo code now, POSO, for 25% off at amfest.com. Welcome aboard to tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. I'm Drew Hernandez, filling in for the great Jack Posobiec while he is on assignment somewhere in the world saving the world. Today is October 3rd, 2022. Today's headlines are... Brazilian President Bolsonaro moves to second round in presidential race, a big win for populism. That freedom movement is continuing. Also, Google to partner with World Economic Forum. The tyranny continues. We will stop them. Also, Elon Musk scolds Vice President Kamala Harris for racist distribution of disaster relief. Is anybody surprised by that diversity hire? I don't think so. Lastly, UC Berkeley students create Jewish free zones and ban pro-Israel speakers. Talk about the real racists. All of this and more ahead on Human Events Daily. Millions of Brazilians showing big support for President Jair Bolsonaro on the country's Independence Day, September 7th, because this man did not listen to the global elite. He did not listen to the World Economic Forum and did not implement the Agenda 2030. He just listened to his people. He protects and uplifts his country. So Brazilian farmers are supporting him. Law enforcement officers are supporting him. And millions of Brazilian people took the street to say, yes, we believe and we love President Bolsonaro. We want you to get re-elected because you always speak the truth. Well, a time to celebrate. Brazilian President Bolsonaro moves to second round in presidential race in Brazil. Brazilian President Bolsonaro and former President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva will face each other uh, in a runoff race, having come in second and first place, respectively, in Sunday's presidential election. Lula, a far-left socialist who ran for president despite being a convicted felon, has been considered the frontrunner in presidential elections for years and is widely believed a likely winner of the 2018 presidential race had he had not been in prison. But obviously, Bolsonaro is a populist, a freedom lover, a patriot, 
one who believes in the people and the country succeeding, not with psychotic, demonic, evil, satanic, socialist views. That's quite the opposite, which the people are against. And you're seeing the rise in populism for a reason and one reason only, because the spirit of freedom, it transcends the United States of America. It's humanity. Humans want freedom. Humans want autonomy, whether it be social, whether it be business, whether it just be their very own personal lives, because the Brazilian people are not buying the propaganda that come from the socialists and the commies across the United States, across the entire world. Because when they see that, they see the examples of communist Cuba, they see the examples of socialist Venezuela. And for whatever reason, the United States of America and the socialists and the leftists here don't wanna see that, but the Brazilian people are seeing just exactly what this is and what it will look like if they implement a leader that will destroy the country from within, not only economically, but socially as well. Because we know these people, when they have leadership from the World Economic Forum and you have Klaus Schwab coming out and saying, we want to revamp and to literally take the established systems that are economic and social, we wanna revamp them and reestablish them. People are waking up to this stuff. The Brazilian people see just exactly what they need. And it's not some socialist telling them that everything needs to be equal and the government is gonna tell you what to do and everyone is gonna have some kind of ownership and some kind of equality here and it's all just gonna be daisies and roses and everyone's gonna be fine. Well, when humanity begins to see this stuff and they see just exactly what it turns out to be in different countries, they see what lies they actually are. People get hurt, people get killed. American populism, whether it be populism anywhere else on planet Earth, these conservative values that conserve not only money and monetary value, they conserve life. Socialism and communism kills. Globalism is satanic. And people are waking up to that across the entire globe. They see the agenda for just exactly what it is and they don't want it. Why are we seeing a rise in populism? Why are we seeing a rise in patriotism, not just in the United States, but across the globe? Because people are seeing just exactly how evil and tyrannical these people are, whether they identify as socialists, communists, or globalists. We see the tyranny just exactly for what it is, and America and humanity and everyone across the globe is deciding to push back and say no. This is a time to celebrate this. This is a time to take a look at this, including Italy as well, because populists are seeing just exactly how destructive these ideologies really are. So if you're watching this right now and you're seeing this, or maybe you're not disagreeing, I wanna ask you a question because we're seeing in the United States of America, anyone that identifies as a patriot, anyone that identifies as a populist or a freedom loving individual, you get called a racist. You get called a white supremacist. You get called a fascist, even if you're black, even if you're brown like me. How do I know that? Because I deal with that every single day of my life. So my question to you is, how is it that you see this same populist, conservative, freedom-loving, patriotic movement happening across the globe in real time in foreign countries? Please explain to me, like Italy, like Brazil, please explain to me, is that racist too? Are you gonna tell people in Brazil that they're a bunch of white supremacists because they're nationalists and patriots to their own country and they want to be capitalists and they love a conservative leader? You tell me. Every single day you see a news story in the news about someone who was the victim of a violent crime. Some of you think you're ready to defend yourself against evil, 
And the truth is you're probably not. That is only possible if you train often. But with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket along with gas, getting to the range isn't as easy or affordable as it used to be. Thankfully, there's a better way to train with your firearm in the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's called iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more. Even better, it costs less than a day at the range. Right now, save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code POSO. When you go to, go to itargetpro.com. When you get yours, simply download the iTarget app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start training iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to .223, so you can train with almost any firearm. This is the easiest and most cost-effective way to train and pays for itself in a single day. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com. Offer code POSO. Partnered with Google, for example, if you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's it's it is um, it's it's a huge huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. Speaking of tyranny and the World Economic Forum and these tyrants that want to control your entire life, Post Millennial reports Google to partner with World Economic Forum. Take a look at this. This should seriously concern you. During a World Economic Forum anti-disinformation panel last week, a United Nations representative announced that they own the science. That's a direct quote that you guys just saw in that video in reference to their climate information partnership with Google. At the World Economic Forum's Sustainable Development Impact meetings, participants from the UN, CNN, and Brown University discussed best practices on controlling narratives as part of the tackling disinformation panel. How convenient, isn't it? Isn't it interesting how these people just believe that they know better than you? That they know better than you know for yourself that what you should be hearing, what you should be reading, what you should be seeing off of social media, whether it be news, whether it be information. Isn't it interesting that somehow, some way, these people are just pontificating somewhere on the planet Earth as to how America or how Americans should be intaking their own information? Because these people view you as stupid. They view you as not intelligent enough to decide for yourself what you're seeing how to decipher what's fake, what's not. They view you as a total idiot. But I mean, listen to the statement. We own the science. What they're saying is we own you because they could dictate at any time, at any moment. Oh, Drew, that sounds a little conspiratorial. I don't know. I don't know. Well, where were you during 2020? Where were you now? 
where Stacey Abrams is coming out and redefining what a literal heartbeat is coming from an ultrasound. These people have set the narrative where they could shift the simulation, they could define or redefine words or even science anytime that they want. That means that they own you at any given time. They can write history, rewrite history, define terms and define science anytime they need for it to fit a narrative. For what reason? Because they just want to do it? Because they want to feel like they're in control? No, because they want control. They want control over you and your family and every aspect of your entire life. Because if you have that centralized control over a human being, you don't have to worry about them ever becoming a problem or protesting against you. I mean, who needs freedoms? Who needs a constitution? Who needs autonomy when we could just centralize everything and control them easily, right? At the end of the day, what is this? What is this? When you have people coming out declaring that we own science, they are taking what has been given by God. These people have a God complex. They're antichrist. What the Bible would say is a pseudo Christ in the Greek, meaning that they are in the position of Christ, pontificating as if they are literally God. For someone to come out and say that we own the science is someone that is saying, I am playing God in your life at any given moment for any given time. This is demonic. It's satanic. It is a new world order, one world religion, satanic evil agenda that not Alex Jones brought to the world and exposed, not Steve Bannon or anyone that has been in the political sphere that has been exposing this. Yes, we have been pushing back and exposing this. This has been an agenda that God has written in the Bible 2000 years ago, exposing a new world order, a one world religion, an antichrist machine, an agenda. The Bible says that the work of lawlessness, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work in the world. Many antichrists have gone out before but the ultimate antichrist is on the way. He will establish a one world religion, a one world economy, a one world militarized system where he will rule the world and expect everyone to receive a mark on the wrist or the forehead. And his number is 666 in order to gain access to the economy or else you die. Sound familiar? Charging higher interest is how banks make more money. And they take a lot of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay, but not great. ScoreMaster, the new science, is accelerating credit scores, puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Say your credit is 700 and you're borrowing 500 grand to refi your home. Starting a ScoreMaster could save you over 75 grand over the life of your loan. That 75 grand is your money, not the bank's. That's the genius behind the ScoreMaster three-week rule, especially now the soaring interest rates. No matter your credit score, before you apply for any loan, auto lease, or credit, start a ScoreMaster. It only takes a minute to get started, and you can add 60 to 100 points in about three weeks. Life has enough regrets. Don't add paying higher interest rates to that list. Visit scoremaster.com poso for your special seven-day trial. Again, your special seven-day trial is waiting at scoremaster.com slash poso. It is our um, lowest-income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And I'm so women. we... 
Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. Unbelievable. Diversity hire on full display. Elon Musk scolds Vice President Kamala Harris for racist distribution of disaster relief. Vice President Kamala Harris was called out Friday evening by entrepreneur Elon Musk after saying that the Biden administration was prioritizing giving disaster relief to minorities for the sake of equity because the administration wants everyone to end up in an equal place. Give me a break. Number one, number one. As if poor white people don't exist anywhere on planet Earth. Obviously, white people are the dominant population in the United States of America. So by default, you're going to have more poor white people. But again, this is why this is racist, because these SJWs and these diversity hires and these CRT losers that are racist against white people. That's where this all comes from. It's all the way up to the White House. You're seeing it in the middle of a catastrophe where people are going to die, where they're prioritizing other human beings based on the color of the skin because they determine whether they're too poor as to whether or not they're going to be able to help themselves. How about if we're in the middle of a catastrophe, we just help human beings that might possibly die? Maybe that's a good idea from the federal government. I mean, that's what Governor Ron DeSantis was attempting to do. But even last week, President Biden, it took backlash to get him to find work with the great governor of Florida to help people that might die, whether they're white, black or brown, doesn't matter who they are. If they're a human being, they should be helped and not left to die in the middle of a catastrophe and lose absolutely everything. Do you see where these destructive and racist ideas take us to? where people are gonna be determined based on the color of their skin or whether we determine whether they're poor or not as to whether they're gonna receive relief or not. I mean, we were talking about this with the producers before the show, and it's like, really think about if you're in Florida and you may not agree with Governor Ron DeSantis, you might view him as someone that you don't ever want to vote for ever. Maybe you're in favor for the other side. Look how screwed you would be if you're white, <laughs> because the side that you vote for or you support is going to determine whether you live or die based upon the color of your skin. So you tell me how many examples, how many instances, even in the midst of a catastrophe, do we have to show you day in, day out, who the real racists are? People that are willing to allow people to just die. Because if, you know, oh, they're white, so they should be able to take care of themselves. Oh, they're white, so they should be able to survive. Oh, all the poor black and brown people. Isn't it exhausting? ridiculous and annoying. Let me just speak as a person of color right now. I will literally use their terminology to push back on how stupid this stuff really is. Why is it that they always have to victimize black and brown people? Why is it that the black and brown people always have to be the victim in the situation as if there are no wealthy black and brown people in the state of Florida that could, you know, have the resources to protect themselves in the middle of a catastrophe? Even then, 
even then people should be protected. I'm not the one coming out and saying that, hey, maybe we should just sit back and, uh, you know, decide who lives or dies in the midst of something like this. Or maybe we should just take a look at everyone's, you know, you know, economic value or where they fall on the social structure as to whether or not they're going to be saved in the middle of a catastrophe. I will say this. Imagine if we were like China and we had social credit scores. What would happen in the middle of a catastrophe? You think you would maybe be determined as to whether you live or die based upon how good of a boy or girl you've been for the regime? If you got a bad score, we're not gonna help you in the middle of a catastrophe. You're just gonna die. I think these things are connected because this is the route that we go. When you begin to determine based on someone's skin color, the way they look, the way they are, you dictate who they are as to how their life is literally gonna go, whether you're gonna help them in the middle of a catastrophe or not. Man, talk about a tyrant. Talk about real tyranny. It's very troubling. It's, it was, it's actually frightening. Suzanne Fox says the frightening part is that someone etched a swastika on her daughter-in-law's car. I think it was random in terms of they don't know who lives here. They just targeted this neighborhood. Was it targeted or was it random? Police are investigating the three cars with swastikas etched on them as a hate crime. A similar investigation taking place when anti-Semitic flyers linked to a fringe white supremacist group were thrown in driveways in Berkeley and other Bay Area cities back in February. One victim, who didn't want to go on camera tonight, told me he's angry and this should not be tolerated. He wants these actions to be condemned. He also says this hits too close to home because his parents were victims of the Holocaust. Absolutely insane. I mean, America, you wanna talk about real racism? I think it's very clear. We all know who it's really coming from. It's these psycho leftist woke tard morons that are these SJWs that think that they're just the savior of all minorities and people that are helpless, right? Take a look at this. UC Berkeley students create Jewish free. Let me repeat that. UC Berkeley students create Jewish free zones and ban pro-Israel speakers. The Daily Caller reports in what has been called an anti-Semitic move Friday, nine student groups at UC Berkeley have banned pro-Israel speakers from university events. Wow, talk about tolerance, right? Effectively causing the progressive school to create Jewish free zones. In an attempt to stop Zionist views, Berkeley Law Students for Justice in Palestine, absolutely insane, we'll get to that right now in a moment, began the school year by sending a new bylaw to dozens of student organizations, nine of which decided through a democratic voting process to adopt the announced via Instagram. Number one, I want to ask this question. These woke losers, racists are in support of Palestine. I'm actually curious, curious to ask some of these people, you know, how many of them are a part of the LGBTQ community? Do you honestly support Palestine, which in my biblical opinion is a lie? It's it's Israel. Uh, but let's just use their terminology, right? 
I wonder how many of them are LGBTQ and they're supporting an ideology and a region of the world where if they showed up, they would get their heads cut off or they'd get thrown off a building if they showed up being who they are. But this is a perfect example of social engineering. How do you get an entire group of people to not even realize they support something or someone that would literally kill them? Social engineering and propaganda. Well, this almost sounds familiar, doesn't, doesn't it? anti-Semitism, Jewish free zones, banning Jewish people. <laughs> These are the same people that I guarantee you are running around claiming that all their political opponents are Nazis and fascists and right-wing SS mini Hitlers. I guarantee you. How do I know that? Because I've seen these people. Again, this is the social engineering that has been effectively done to these kids in universities where they don't even realize who the real enemy is. They don't even realize that it's them, that they are the ones echoing Nazis, that they are the ones echoing Adolf Hitler, that they are the ones leaning further and further to a final solution, banning Jews. This is history. This is what happens when you forget history, when you erase history. An entire generation will repeat the evil atrocities that have been done to Jewish people in the past. And now here we are in 2022, where we have kids at UC Berkeley calling for the banning of Jews. Wake up, America. And that is all the time we have for tonight here at Human Events Daily. What did we talk about? The Brazilian president Bolsonaro moves to second round in presidential race and also Google to partner with World Economic Forum and Elon Musk scolds Vice President Kamala Harris for racist distribution of disaster relief. What a joke. And UC Berkeley students create Jewish free zones and ban pro-Israel speakers. Wild. But remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework, share this out with one of your normie friends and leave us your five-star review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tune in every Sunday in this month of October at 8 p.m. Eastern on Real America's Voice to check out TPUSA's new documentary, FBI Whistleblower, The Enemy Within. If you haven't seen this, you have to. It's a must. But before we go, today's history break. On October 2nd, 2021, Let's Go Brandon was born as NBC reporter interviewed NASCAR driver Brandon Brown as audience chants F. Joe Biden. What a time of history for us to remember, where we literally have someone in office that I don't think a lot of people trust. And I think it's obvious right now that there's something, something really, really wrong taking place in our federal government. And I'm kind of happy that a lot of people are waking up to that reality in the United States of America. The more and more we put this stuff out, the more and more we expose this, the more and more people are going to get red-pilled and the more they're going to wake up. This is why it's essential for you as the viewers. Anytime you see this, anytime you see this show, wherever it may be, copy the links, share them wherever you can, get these things out because people need this information because we need more people to wake up to what is going on. And as Jack always says, you have my permission to lay ashore.